Chapter 17 of Our Western Birds. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Our Western Birds by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell. The Cliff Swallow. While the bank swallow is too shy to be often seen about our homes, the cliff swallow is fond of human company. It is as fond of our large cities as of our country homes. It was never known to do an injury to anyone. It is the true friend of our horses and other stock, eating large numbers of the flies that torture them. And they eat also the insects that sting our fruit trees. They are kind and loving to each other, and tenderly care for their own family. If any of their folks are in trouble, they all lend a hand. The note of the cliff swallow is a genial sound, pleasant to hear at nesting time. While they are chatting as they fly, you can hear their bills snapping up the insects in their way. In the old days, before we built houses in every part of the land, the cliff swallows made their bottle-shaped nests on the sides of rocks, but they now prefer the house eaves which we offer them. Sometimes they build under bridges. It is a pretty sight when you come upon the swallows fluttering above the mud puddles after a rain or following the water wagon about the streets for the leakage that collects in the little uneven places of the road. See how they work up the mud into pellets, partly swallowing as many as they can carry at one load. By looking closely at the nests, you see they are just a collection of these little pellets of dried mud. It is really artistic skill in clay modeling. It is supposed that the early natives of our western coast, watching the swallows and phoebes at their nest building, got the idea of making mud into bricks and so building adobe houses. You will notice that some of the nests have little balconies or verandas on the sides. Now it was supposed the birds made these on purpose for a resting place when coming to the nest, or for the young to find safe footing on, but we have watched the swallows a long time and are sure these little verandas are never made on purpose. As the nest progresses, now and then a layer or bunch of pellets weakens and falls. Sometimes these fall to the ground, and often they only tip over and adhere to the rest of the nest in that shape. The old birds continue building above the broken bits, and when the nest is finished, it has the appearance of an adobe with porches. When a colony of swallows has taken possession of a barn loft, or the side of a barn, under the eaves, it seems as though all take a hand in the building, no particular pair at any certain nest. But when nearly finished, a single female takes possession and lays her eggs. We have not seen the eggs left alone for a single moment. When either bird is off the nest, the mate takes its place. If a colony be disturbed, all the birds fly anxiously about, snapping their beaks and begging to be left in peace. The swallows took possession of a Phoebe's nest last year under our barn eaves. In this same nest, the linnets had reared two broods. Some people object to having swallows about their homes, but we love them. A little fresh paint will make the side of a stable look as good as new, and one can endure the untidy appearance for just a few weeks for the fun there is in watching the birds. Nothing is more interesting on a warm day than to lie on one's back on the haymow and watch the swallows. Lacking the haymow, one can lie in a hammock or on the grass and watch a colony on the north side of the barn. The birds soon come to know you will not harm them and pay no attention to you even though you are very close to them. There is a harmless superstition among the country people in some parts of the world that if you are good to the swallows, the lightning will never strike your barn. 
A good story is told of a farmer who thought to frighten the swallows away from his barn by hanging a dead owl to the rafter where it swung in the wind. What should they do but place the very first pellet of mud they brought in right on the head of the owl? And they kept on with the nest until one egg was laid, when nest, egg, and old bird swung in the wind. The farmer thought it such a curiosity that he took the stuffed owl with the nest on its head and gave it to a great museum so that other people could admire it. Then he put a seashell in its place in the barn, swinging it by strings, put through little holes he had drilled in the edges of the shell, and tied it to the same rafter. The swallows built another nest right in the shell and brought out their brood. What interesting things a person can find out who loves the birds and has the patience to study them. End of chapter 17